Sonia and Sasha, for real. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Broombank Live and Live FM. We've got the Sonia and Sasha for real show. It's Friday. We're back. We are back. And you know what? Not just we are back. We're back. And I have had a haircut. Like that's how much we're back. I mean, if I, I've not had a haircut since April. So that needs to be the first topic of conversation. Look, I, I don't have any regrowth. Do you understand? This is next. I do. I do. Right? I, I've, 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 I've just taken off a few years of my life here. <laughs> People, please send in and notice that I don't have any regrowth. What's going on even, with you, Sonia? I don't what even know who we are. Do? I've had my nails done in a salon in front of a person with a mask on. I've had, you've had your hair done. <laughs> we, had is, do we still have a ring of steel? We still do, don't we? Yeah, we, we do have a ring of steel. I don't know. I, I have a deep admiration to go to Geelong. I don't really normally have a date but I, I just desperately just want to go to Geelong I think of Geelong I like I go to bed and I think when am I going to get to go to Geelong when am I get to go I'm even thinking of Bendigo Ballarat places like that what, what? I know Southland who knows I just want to get anywhere anywhere that does not involve me taking my children to school and anywhere else I want to get into a bar but yes. I, I mean who is actually have you actually been out anywhere I went where did you go you went on a picnic, did you? Did you go to on a picnic? Because you've been able to do picnics. Been out and about. I've been. I've been at a picnic. I've been at um, Nando's and I've we went been to Nando's. A, yes, in a restaurant. I have. Yeah. So let me tell you, this is what the story is now. You have I, I to could, go. Don't, you can have we tell to, everyone that we're from the same family in Nando's? Well, we're sisters, clearly. So oh, well, that's right. But I think that they thought that we were from the same <laughs> family. If you know what I'm saying, like you know. <laughs> Well, and we adopted a whole lot of kids. Why would we do That's that? Right. I'm not really sure. I know. I don't know. And boys, why would you go? Oh no, yes, I want to. I want to hook up with Sonia, and I'm going to get four boys. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Tell me. No thanks. So this Are is you rejecting me? Are you rejecting no, me? No, of course I'm not. <laughs> This is the process. Listen to Tell this. Us the you, process. Have to, What's the process? you have to book into shifts. There's shifts in the restaurant. You can't just go in there and, and have a lazy little, you know, chill out session. You actually have to go in there. You get a two hour shift and you arrive, you know, 15 minutes before because they have to take your temperature and you have to click into a QR code and register yourself with the Where, where did you go? Where did you uh, go? I just doctor went, surgery. Did you go to the doctor's? I just went to a bistro, to a little pub, like a, a pub. for. Did you have a drink? I did not. No, no. I think well, I'm afraid of if I start, I'll never finish. So I didn't ever start. I just didn't start. Yeah, well, you went to a bar. COVID alcohol free. You yeah. went to a bar after seven mm. months and you had a like lemon lime bitters. I had a, well, you know what I had? I had calamari. That's what I had. And that was my oh, craving. I just wanted a yeah, good pub all... calamari and chips and I got it and I was very happy. And I had to be QR coded and everyone was eating at the same, like the kitchens must be under so much pressure because all of a sudden, mm. bang, your whole restaurant is full at the exact same time and everyone's giving their orders at the exact same time. So I was a bit getting a bit frustrated. I got a bit bougie because, you know, after lockdown, bring me my food fast, people. Let's go, you know. Oh, well, so you were being a bit of a Karen, were you? I wasn't, your food? I wasn't. I was totally wasn't. But I just was like, you know, you're hey, you clock and going, hello, give me hello. Give calamari, people. Give That's me the calamari. Oh, no. Now, <laughs> now, we've got a massive show. Can can I just uh, tell you? No, no, no. Let's just stop. Let's just stop, right. Sonia. Right. We do have a massive show. But I yep. know that we are allowed to go to nail salons and get a manicure and pedicure. But I didn't do that. I went to your place. Yes, you can. And I was a little bit stressed. I can't remember what. It just was not a good day for me. And then Sonia yes. said, take your shoes off. Yes, I And did. she just rubbed my feet and did my toenails and... Did, 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 did. I mean, your dog licked my toes, but that was a whole nother story. That's all part of. That's all part of. That's the part of. The, that's part of. The, what is it, Sonia's beauté? Sonia's salon, salon de beauté. And Sonia gave me a pedicure. I did. 
I did. Beautiful. Really beautiful of you. Because I know how important it is that you get to Geelong at some point in your life. And you've taken that on. You're very stressed and worried about it. And yeah, I just thought, come on, you you need need a bit of pampering. And we do need some pampering. We crave physical contact. So the first place I go is your toes, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to touch anything. You're going to touch my toes. So anyway, everyone can know out there, I do have lovely, nice um, nail fold toes. Yes, you do. It was very painted. nice. Thank a you so much. I just want to say thank you for taking care of Aww. me. I was not in a good place. I don't know what place I, I was at and I don't know why I wasn't in a good yeah. place, but it was only yeah. like momentary and um, you helped me. It's a whole other yeah. show. It's a whole, <laughs> it's other, a whole other show, show. right? Because yeah. we're not going to go into depression. Now tell us, Sonia. Tell <laughs> we'll us, tell us for that one. what is this okay. massive show that's massive about? Week. Listen, we've, since last week, we were so impressed with uh, Marcus Napolitano, the uh, guy who came on last week and gave us the best, you know, sum up of what's going on in the political world. But we've made him our political correspondent. So Marcus Napolitano is on the show today because there's a little thing going on in America right now we might need to know a tiny bit about. (laughs) That election thing that's happening. I think we were just saying in the pre-show, it's the most surreal year because what the hell's happened? We've had a global pandemic and there's clowns running the free world. So I don't know what's going on. We need to work this out. We're going to break we it do down with Marcus. So I don't even know what a college vote is. Do you, does that mean you, when you go to college, you get to vote? I don't know. Or is that like, you know, when you vote for the SRC? I have no idea what the, like, I don't actually know. It's a little higher. Really I think it's a little higher, it's a little than, higher the SRC, than the SRC. Just a bit okay, more just a little bit. Right. Mm. Okay. And what then we've got? We've got uh, the voice of Melbourne. I really I want to break into John Farden when I say this. The voice, the oh, voice of Melbourne, Wayne Peterson. He aren't has, we the voice of Melbourne? Are we the voice of Melbourne? Oh, we're, we're global. We're, the, we're global. We're the we're side chicks of the voice of Melbourne. <laughs> so we've got Wayne Peterson, and he has called basketball for thirty years. Thirty so yeah, years. That's older than us because we're only twenty three. No, like he's yes, been calling basketball way longer than we've been alive. Back in the day. So oh, we need to have a good day. chat with yeah. Wayne about what's okay. happened in that world. He's a legend. Do you know, like, he's a legend. When we've told people who we've got on the show, they're like, no way. You're actually talking to the man behind the voice. Like, he's a legend in that whole game. So we anyway, don't have anyone else except legends on this we show. We don't actually. Believe, no, we don't. Right? We don't. We always have the coolest um, people. And then we've got Martha, who's yes. talking about uh, the Centre for Multicultural. Multi, hang on, what is it? Centre for Multicultural for Youth, Youth. Lamana yep. Project. Okay, mm-hmm. now that was a bit hard to say when you've been talking Trump and Biden politics all morning. But we have the best in the business to break down all of these topics today, and I'm so excited that we get to actually go to basketball games maybe soon. Listen to the voice of Melbourne. Maybe we get to go outside into events and. Have a life, Sasha. Do you, what do you think about that? Oh, please, let us go. Let <laughs> us go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. Do we? Get, if we get to go to the basketball, do you get to have a drink and then take it to the basketball? I'm not quite sure. Is there a bar? What's the story? Yeah, there's a full service. There's full. Is service. there a full service? All right, that's where we're going. We're definitely. Gonna I want to ask. Then we but I, I want to sit next to Wayne. I want to sit next to him, and then every now and then go. What did that mean? What did I don't understand well, why you called it like that? Do we get to do that? Because I want to sit next to him and say I don't understand the rules. Wayne you know? is our mate now. Wayne, Wayne is, is our mate. Yeah. So oh, well, because he starts a conversation with E. Sash. You know that's no, no. when you got a mate. So, right? We're fully friends. Okay, now Sonia. Yeah. What I have to tell that you this serious, right? Yeah. I just want to say to you. Do you know that I met a Karen yesterday? A Karen. I, a full, okay. full blown Karen alert. 
I okay. went to Rebel Sport to buy my kids okay. some runners because, you, you know, after two and a half okay. weeks, they've grown out of the fit. other ones yep. that we've got. Okay. So I go to Rebel Sport. Now, Rebel Sport has clearly had some, you know, mental breakdown because there were shoes and clothes everywhere. There was nowhere that they you could possibly walk. They could not walk. They could not keep up. This place was yep. stuff everywhere. I go in there and I'm trying to find, basically they, they sized up my shoe with my son and just said, look, just go find a pair of shoes, hope for the best. Then he got a little bit excited, wanted to put these shoes on, wanted to go for a bit of a run. He's accidentally bumped into someone. That's it. Okay. All he's done. Not like okay. throwing her on the ground. She can't <laughs> cope. Like it's a slight <laughs> little bump. She's turned to me in the worst Karen voice and says, you should take control of your children. I've actually spits just come out of my mouth. <laughs> This she's just literally unleashed on me and told me to control my children because acting like they've completely lost control. And do you know what I said? I wanted to unleash on her, but I didn't. I said, why are you being so mean to me? I'm just a mum doing her best in a <gasps> like this Ooh, and I don't deserve you being so mean to me. Yeah. What did she say? She just, I think she stuttered. She stuttered. Say, she, she just absolutely stuttered with like turned around and then she mumbled something under her breath, and I said, "Excuse me, would you like to repeat yourself?" <laughs> you went in back in for a second go. She went in. Well, she went. <laughs> you know, she did a little thing under her voice, right? And then I just said, and then then I gave that look to my kids. Let me tell you, you don't touch nobody in this store. You sit down and you don't touch another single soul in this store. And when we go, I said, do you see what I mean, boy? You have to sit down because if you touch people, like I think she, anyway, my kids just went for a corona test so they don't have anything. So she was really lucky. They don't don't have anything. We've been in quarantine this week. We've been in quarantine. I know, and I was wondering if you're a super spreader. Like, we're going to have to be contact traced. I'm starting my own cluster, baby. I'm starting my own cluster. <laughs> Please don't, because we're cluster. on a roll. If I could start a cluster, it would be in a bar in a mosh pit. That's where I would start my cluster. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would have to barcode each other. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's your whole, that's your fantasy, isn't it? I've started a cluster in the bar. I've started a cluster in the bar. And then I'd say, oh, let's all quarantine together for the next two weeks in that bar. <laughs> That's a good no, idea. Actually, I think, I think you've, got you've come up with something. I think I've I think come up with an best. idea. Didn't I come up with another idea last week? I, think I came you up did. with another idea about how we're all going to cope and we're all going to um, hang out. I don't know, but I did come up with. I come up with. I'm an ideas woman. You are. Well, well last week wrong. you had cream. You had the you oh, had the chronic right, rear cream. ear ache <laughs> mascaritis. Cream. I'm still. I still have that. I still have a bit of cream. Can you get some cream for the cream though? That's what I'm asking. Can you? No, get cream no. There's no cream. cream. There's no cure. The no only cream. cure okay. is um, rip your mask off. That's rip what it your is. Mask rip off. your there's mask only, off. That's it. All right. All right. So what's been going on with you? Okay. Listen, we need to go for a break, but I'm telling you, we've got some exciting things to talk about today. We've got Wayne, the voice of Melbourne. I can't wait to get into Trump and Biden. The best meme I saw this week was. Uh, it was um, Trump and Biden. Trump says, I think I'm going to have to leave the country. after. If I lose this election, I'm going to have to leave the country. And Biden I, says, Biden, Biden, oh, get it? A Biden. Biden. Biden, oh, see you later. He's got <laughs> a bit me. of spunk, doesn't he? I well, bet you somebody else wrote that. He, he couldn't have come he, up with it himself. He's too old to have come up with that. If he takes his dementia medication, we'll be all right yeah, for a while yeah, and then he, Cameron will come in and take over. Yeah, so somebody we'll, else has okay. definitely, definitely written that. I don't see Biden actually coming up with something like that. But anyway, let's go then. Let's go a bit of nothing like, um, you know, spending the entire day watching uh, reruns of the election on TV. <laughs> nothing. That's it's us. the absolute right. excitement. All right.
back after the break. You're the voice, the voice of Melbourne, Wayne Peterson. You're listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia Sasha for Real Show. We are so happy that you're listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. And it's beautiful Friday, which we love getting together and having a big chat. And we're so grateful that you're tuned in with us today and we have a really great guest really excited to talk to this man he is called the voice of melbourne that's oh, a good title wow. it's not bad is it the it's voice a... of melbourne i don't I know how you got that title uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to break that down so he's been commentating basketball games for melbourne united for 30 years even commentated at the olympics he has also called it marvel stadium for like a, a 15 number years of marvel 15 stadium. years incredible 15. Please welcome to the show, everybody, Wayne, the voice of Melbourne, Peterson. Yay! Oh, that is, that is Hello, the Wayne. best introduction I've had this whole lockdown. Unbelievable. Oh, have you had any others other than mine? No. <laughs> no, that's the only one. But before, before we start and, yeah. and have a bit of fun, can I just say, when I, get, when I was asked to come on the show, I always do a bit of research. And I thought I'd, during my truck driving this morning, I thought I'd listen to one of your previous um, sessions. And I just happened to click on the one with Archie Thompson. Oh. And can I say, seriously, I got on there just to have a listen to the type of questions that you guys might ask. And I could not tear myself away from the whole program. Now I've met Archie at the basketball. He sat right next to me one time in the VIP seats. Oh, our seat, see you mean, our seat, our seat. In your seats. Yeah, that's right. See him and how he spoke and what he spoke about. And a credit to you guys because you, you let him talk. Like, and, I, and I said, these guys are good because you didn't come over the top. You let him tell his story and it was amazing. And I, I can't wait to see him again. And I actually want to give him a hug. Oh, Wayne. Oh, Wayne. Thank you so much. That is amazing. Uh, that, was, and... that was awesome. So I got that out of the way. Well done. Oh, um, I know. I know your problem, uh, Sash, it's your, your stick-on eyebrows. They weren't working. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Can I just say that the fact that you're even following me and you, you know about my eyelashes, that so just impressive. amazes me. Did you actually so see impressive. me rip them off? I put them oh, on. That hurt me. That hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, All I right, did get my back anyway. Not that you need I to. Saw, I saw them go on. That was, that was enough for me. I got, <laughs> I got my out of there off. after yeah. that. Wayne, what a career, 30 years calling oh, the basketball. Can you just, can you even believe that, that that's been your life? I can't believe, I, I, I sort of reflect back every now and again. And it, it was funny how it happened. I, I went to school with a guy that played a little bit of basketball, Andrew Gaze. Like, oh, just we a tad. <laughs> we were friends and I was friends with his sister. And then we ended up down at Albert Park Stadium, the old Albert Park. And yep. some things happened and the court announcer was away. And I, I look back and say, how did this all happen? It's been an amazing ride. And yeah, 30 years, I, I'd say, how am I still here? <laughs> so, so what happened in the first place? How did you actually get into the role? And um, Well, there was a, an old Albert Park Stadium where they had all the the table tennis and they had the basketball and they had the badminton and, and and that's where Andrew lived. And so I started hanging out there watching games and on a Wednesday night, they'd play games like the Giants would play the, the Magic and would play yes. the, the, you know, the Tigers and they'd have this competition called the Big B Championship and there'd be 200 people in the crowd and they had an announcer and he was going away or something and Lindsay said, oh, do you want to have a go? And I said, yes. And he said, the pay is $7 a game. 
I said, yeah, that's okay, whatever. It's <laughs> awesome. And um, it started from there. And in the NBL, uh, one of the one of the players' dads used to do it, Gary Purchase, Nigel Purchase's oh, yes. dad. Yeah. And he retired, and and they they didn't ask me to do it straight away. They they said, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get a radio guy to come in and do it. And I said, okay, that's fine, no problem. I said, why don't you send him down to me on a Wednesday night in front of two hundred people before you put him at Rod Laver Arena in front of 15,000. Yeah. yeah. And the guy was a really nice guy. I still remember his name, Steve. He was a good fella, but he had no idea about basketball. I think the very first play that I let him do a quarter is Lennard um, had a breakaway and dunked it, and he didn't get excited, and he just said, oh, 21, Leonard Copeland. And <laughs> I remember Coach looked up. <laughs> Coach looked up. What? And I just Leonard. went, I just went, it wasn't me, man. That wasn't me. <laughs> And so after that, they said, oh, we'll give you the first game at, when we go across to Rod, um, Rod Laver Arena. And that was 30 years ago. Oh, it's just oh. amazing. What's been some of your highlights that you've had in your career? Well, the, the championships would have to be the highlights. But the highlight was the recent United Championship because the previous four were all played away. Even though some were here in Melbourne, the Magic, the ones we won against the Magic, they were here in Melbourne, but I wasn't the announcer. The latest one for United was the only time I've been the announcer in a home championship. Oh, so that was wow. that was amazing. And then the Olympic Games was the Olympic Games to get the gold medal game um, with the US team was that that's probably the highlight of my whole career. That, that was amazing. Like, do you ever stuff up with a number and a name or anything All like the time. that? Oh, okay. So we need to listen. <laughs> Thank God, because I've been thinking, surely, like you're going to screw those numbers and names up and that someone must correct you, but oh, they don't. They don't know themselves, do they? So you no, do you that. just and you just got to move on. The the Olympic Games was a funny one because you're doing so many countries. We'd have a linguist from that country come in pre-game and explain the names. And I I remember there was a guy that played for the Italian team, and his surname was spelled. F U C K A. And so, (laughs) this is a true story. You can look it up, it's a true story. So, the linguist would sit there, he's going through, and I think it was number seven, and he said, such and such, such and such, and this is fucker. (laughs) We can't say that. Are you serious? We can't say that. He said, well, that's his name. I said, well, we can't say that. What did you call him? What did you change it to? So we decided, as announcers, there was three of us. We decided we had to call him Fuchka. (laughs) You turned him into a Russian. We called. We turned him into something he wasn't. So I'm sure every time he scored, he'd look over and go, "I'm not Fuchka. I'm the other thing." Oh, that that is. Because do you have to go through the names and make sure that you pronounce them correctly before you, you, you like actually... to? Yeah, you, you like to, and it, it's. I, I always, if I see a new name come on the list, I go to the team manager and and make sure because I, I like to get it right. You don't want to have a guy come in and play and just totally mess his his name up. There was <laughs> some stories come back. There was a guy that came in and played for Canberra, and his name was spelt exactly like the Chapels, like Greg Chapel. Ian Chapel, Trevor yeah. Chapel, yeah, and yeah. I just assumed that his name was Mike Chapel. Right. So the game's going on, and I'm calling, you know, two points. And he was a good player. He was American import. Yeah, number two points, Mike Chapel, and, and he ran past the score bench, and oh, he cool. and he leaned over and he goes, "It's Chappelle, man." Oh. <laughs> 
excuse me. Sorry, buddy. Jeez, you won't get so, that wrong again. Unfortunately, sometimes I can be a little bit sarcastic. The very next play, I called him Mike Chapel, But um, oh. he, he, <laughs> he was overly happy about that. But no, I like to get him right. I like to get him. How's COVID affected you? It's been tough. I, I, I've actually been lucky. My whole life is sport. So um, in a normal year, I would do 60 AFL games. I would do every event at Marvel Stadium, whether it be a concert or a soccer game or the cricket. And then we would transfer into basketball season. I missed an entire AFL season because the first game they had at Marvel Stadium, they had no crowds. And then the very next week, they, they put them all in hubs and sent them away. So I've sat out an entire AFL season. Luckily, I picked up a job driving a little tip truck, <laughs> which it's great to be able to get out of bed at seven o'clock in the morning and have a purpose. I, I got some friends who, whose businesses had to shut down and, and all they do is walk the dog in the morning and walk the dog in the afternoon and they've battled. So I've been a little bit lucky that I've had that outlet, but I really want sport to come back. I'm, I miss it so, 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 so much. It's not the money, it's just the sport. I just, I just love what I do. Oh, it's everything that goes with it. I mean, you know, Sonia and I, we're in an, an industry where events is everything for us. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, our calendar just completely fell to nothing in March. Yeah. So we understand what it means to be able to get out. And that's why we love doing this show because we yeah. get to, even though we're not all in contact, we get to see people and connect with people. And we just can't wait to be back in person, um, you know, together. Now tell us, Tell us, tell us about girls' uh, basketball. What do you think about that? Do you think it's um, underrated? It's underrated. They are extremely skillful. It, it's going to get some legs, but it's going to take time. We just need people to get on board. It's like anything with women's sport, you know, the, the AFLW. Mm. But I was, I was saying to you earlier on, I love girls' basketball. We, we used to have a pre-women's game in the, in the WNBL and then followed by the Melbourne Tigers, so a doubleheader. Um, the last few seasons I've been announcing for the WNBL, the Jayco Southside Flyers. Um, the WNBL has decided, though, to take all the teams to Queensland. They're going to play the whole season in about eight weeks. Um, it's good. It's going to be on TV. So it's on Fox. It's on KO. Good. And it might be on ABC a couple of games as well. But it's going to be all there for you to see. But I'm going to miss it so, so much. And, you know, Liz Cambridge, who's an a, a international superstar, is back playing in the WNBL. Uh, the Boomers players, Jenna O'Hay, Beck Cole, um, Leilani Mitchell, they're all playing in the WNBL. So I'm going to miss it so, so much. I, I love women's basketball. We do. Yeah, we need to because we need to be the commentators next to Wayne. Oh, I think so. I'm just, oh, now, I'm you know, you've got to save us the seat, Wayne. You've got to save us the seat. We're coming to hang out. You know, I don't sit in the back. <laughs> I don't like to line up. I need to sit at the front. You don't like to line up. Now, we I talked about like nightclubs to too. Up. We don't like to line up. We won't I bring don't that out. Like I said to Sonia, I think I'm going to have to learn to line up with this COVID thing, but I can't line up for Kmart and I just can't line up for the basketball. So I need to come in with you. That's all I can say. Well, now I can say I'm bringing a media person in. You know, we've got media people. I'm going to bring them in and just give them an experience. Oh, Wayne. We'll have to get Ralph to make up some badges for us so we can look like we're legit. 
much. We're going to get badges made up, Sonia. Made yeah, up I badges. think we'll, we'll need a we need one of those little what are they called yeah, lanyards? Yeah, yeah. We need a lanyard. Now, yeah, listen, I'm Wayne. Sure. I want to know about when you when you're calling a game like a really important one, like you're talking about you know Olympic games, and we're talking about grand finals and stuff. So how much preparation goes into that, and how much do you think about those little one percenters that you've got to throw in to fire up the the crowd and and get them going because that's part of it is is walking in and you're you're responsible aren't you for just getting that extra bit of fire out of the crowd to lift the whole place yeah it's uh, any future announcers don't take this information but i don't do a lot of preparation <laughs> these days oh, I, okay. I i live off um the excitement of the game in the crowd the olympics are yes. a, a different beast because you've got to be a little bit impartial so we'll put that aside but but melbourne tigers and melbourne united i I just live off the energy of the team, the energy of the crowd. I sometimes go a little bit overboard. How? <laughs> really? How? What do you mean? To get, How I you sometimes get involved off the mic a little bit too much on questioning some of the. Hello, oh. <laughs> my honey. Uh, <laughs> hello, <laughs> darling. So you're going off script. Thing. You're Donald Trumping and going off script, yeah. And you're, Sorry, yeah. you're I sometimes they throw go, you out. <laughs> go a little bit off, off. Um, off mic with the with the referees and things, so yes. which, which I don't like, but I, I emotionally I get so involved in the game. Of course, um, with my friends playing when Andrew played and Nigel, it was like I was it was like I was part of the team. I wasn't on the yeah. court, but I'm part of that team to try and lift the are. crowd, to try and lift the team to get us over the line. So yeah. Yeah. Um, once that energy goes from me, I think I'll put my hand up and say it's time for me to go. But but I still I still love it and I love the team to win and I I just want to win as, and help as much as I can. I love your one-liners that you drop in, you know, like when someone, you know, does something with a ball or, you know, falls over and you whack in these one-liners. Where did your creative mind get these one-liners so quickly? You know how you spoke about getting pronunciation right and saying the right... Sometimes I say some of those one-liners and, and I just look around and they just drop dead on the floor. So. Oh. <laughs> Other times I look around and one person might have got it and I point them in the crowd. Thank you, mate. I appreciate <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for, the, thanks for the support. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but they just it just happens. I don't I don't have any preparation. I don't write anything down. It's just it's just experience and and what's happened over the journey that I keep bringing the ones that work back and and yeah. Give us your funniest moment in the game. Funniest thing you've seen. Funniest thing I've seen was I wasn't actually announcing, but I was in the crowd. The Melbourne Tigers played an away game. I think it was in Wollongong or Illawarra. And Warwick Giddy was on the sideline about to pass the ball in. And a spectator from the crowd leaned over and pulled his pants down. Oh, oh my God. True story. That, that's, and, that's illegal now. That's not right. Totally illegal now. And now, the guy on, ran. Like, unless you've got, it, unless you've got like, a mask. Pull on. Yeah. Was it full, full on? on? Full on. Full on, full on. But I think he, I can't he remember whether he had the white pants or a jock strap on, but there was, he, was, he wasn't totally exposed. But then the guy took off and then two or three players took off after him. It was like comedy capers. That's gold. So what are some of the legends you've worked with? Well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> If social media was around when I started emceeing and doing things, it was it'd tell a good story. But 
So, um, so would. Back in the day. Back, back in the day. Back in the day. That's a basketball <laughs> term, I think. It's our favourite. Yeah, well, because we were tightly aligned with Rebel Sport and a few things, I used to do a lot of um, functions and promotions for Rebel Sport. Um, Kobe Bryant came to Australia once and he came as a, an Adidas athlete. He's now a Nike athlete, but his first contract was with Adidas. And he had to come out here and there was a competition that was run for a, for someone to win a one-on-one with Kobe Bryant. And oh, a guy in Sydney on. won it. So we had to fly to Sydney and we set up the courts outside the Sydney Opera House and a massive crowd came and it rained. And these courts that we set up, set up were plastic courts and they were quite slippery. So Kobe, he was a great it guy. Was like a slip and slide, a slip and well, slide. His, <laughs> his people said we, he can't, he can't do it here. So he had to pack the hoop and things up, and we went to a, a private school in North Sydney to, to do so. Kobe Bryant, Shaq came out um, with Rebel Sport, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out. Come on, um, wow. Yeah, so all that. Um, Kuda Fides, a good friend of yours, Sonia. Yeah, he's a, who's a great friend good. of mine. Ange oh. and, and uh, Ange and Kuda, I used to work with them a lot. We did a lot of tours of yeah. Rebel stores with Adidas. Yeah. Um, a lot of the sports, AFL, Gary Ablett, like all the top AFL players I've worked with over the years. And it's just been a journey. I, I can't believe it. As I talk myself, I, I think, did you really do that? And, do you know, yeah, do you know what, Wayne? <clears throat> I reckon that you are a top candidate for an Order of Australia medal. You've given us so much with what you've done um, for, for our sport. And I remember walking into those stadiums and you just lift the roof off the place. You knew you were there. You knew you were in for something. You were in for something big when you hear it and you just feel completely motivated and excited to be involved in the game. And that's just incredible. What um you know, what are some of the positive things that have come out of basketball for lockdown from COVID lockdown? I think the positive things. I, I think the the uh, NBA that played that got the season underway and and played it so people could watch it and and that drifts over a little bit to the AFL. You know, people were saying, oh, we can't have crowds and but to just have AFL on TV so you could you know you had a day where you did basically nothing and then you're able to sit down and watch some sports and live sport. And the way that the people handle themselves, it wouldn't have been hard, uh, easy, sorry, for those guys to go into a hub for weeks and weeks and weeks, some without their families, and and to perform on the stage. So that AFL season, the NBA season, you know, the, the basketball, the NBL players are currently now training hard to work towards what might be a season. We don't know yet. There's rumours around whether the, the hub is going to be in Melbourne. So all teams will come to Melbourne and play the start of the season. And then for the final eight weeks or so, they'll break off and go back to their states and finish off the season. Um, there's a committee at the moment that's trying to decide what we do with that. It's um, it'd be so so tough, but but sport plays a major role. And the sooner we can get the kids back playing, you know, into clinics, into footy clinics, into to swimming, just. We need to get people out there and get back active. Do the right thing, but we've got to get back out there as soon yeah, as we can. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Thank you so much, Wayne. You're absolutely incredible. We can't believe that we've even been able to speak to the voice of Melbourne, the legend himself. So You've good. been absolutely amazing. And so um, please save us a seat when the basketball goes back on. No problem. We're going to start a new Instagram and we can call it the Voices of Melbourne. So, oh, look out. out. We're right. in. We're so well, in for I that, Wayne. Wayne to do a bit of a recording of uh, Sonia and Sasha show or something. There you go yes, for when we talk about sport. Thank yes, you so much, Wayne. Thanks, we do Wayne. That. How can people get in contact with you? How can they follow you on Insta? 
just on Instagram, the voice of Melbourne. I, I, I don't post a lot. I, do, I post a lot of surfing because um, <laughs> that's oh. my passion. So uh. um, come Monday when I, I'm expecting... Um, you want to go to Geelong too. To open up the borders <laughs> of uh, taking Monday off. I'll be getting in my car and I'll be going past Geelong, Sash. I'm going past Geelong and I'm going to Bowen Heads and I'm going to oh. stay on the beach all day and surf. Oh, well, have the best day. Thank you. We're so grateful that you came onto the show today. Voice of Melbourne, Wayne Peterson. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. This is Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. We'll see you after the break. Brimbank Live on Live FM. You've got the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show on a beautiful Friday. And I think that everybody in the world, unless you've been under a rock, might have heard that there's some little tiny thing happening over in the States right now. Just a little tiny thing called the election. And uh, we still don't know. We're days into it. We've got a new um, special person associated with We do. We have a political correspondent. Can you believe our professional work? We've got our own political correspondent. I don't even know. We don't we even know anything about politics. That's how brilliant it is. And that's why we've got Marcus Napolitano exactly. to break Woo! it all down. Dave, thank you. Come back. How are you, Marcus? What's going hey, on? Marcus. Big things in your world. Big things. What's happening? Oh, Do we know who girls? won yet? I wish I could come and tell you the breaking news live and exclusive on the Sonia and Sasha For Real show, but I don't even know that they know themselves what's going on there at the moment. There's three million votes between Biden and um, Trump, the other guy. Um, And the (laughs) Senate is really, really, really close, um, as is the House. And there's some key states that we're just looking at really, really, really closely. And the Electoral College is actually really close. I know Biden's leading at the moment, but don't underestimate Trump. He could just get up there. But I actually reckon that Biden will slip over. Well, do you know that Sportsbet and Bet.com has actually are paying out for Biden to win? Did you hear that mm. this morning? Yep, I did hear that this morning. They're pay- yeah. So they've called it. I mean, the rest of the world hasn't, but don't worry, Sportsbet has called it. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they're now becoming a political correspondent for the world, actually. They're so the people I who know. I don't understand. What's a college vote? That's not SRC, is it? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> So the Electoral College runs, there's, I think, over 500 Electoral College votes. You need 270 to get the presidency. And the Electoral College is sort of founded on the population of a particular state. So California, considering that they have millions and millions of people compared to a a dead state in the middle of America, somewhere where cowboys and hillbillies live, um, (laughs) California has 50 Electoral College votes. So... um, it's a great grab for the Democrats to get California, but you know, you've got something like, I think Georgia, which has only got 16 electoral college votes and something like that. So it varies compared to the population of the actual state. Okay. Right. So I watched, did I you watched still get Trump. that? Did you get that Sonia? I sort of got that. Oh, so will... there's lots of people you got lots of is not much. You got not much. That's what yeah, I got. <laughs> yeah. No, I, t- no, I, I, no, okay, I get yeah, that now. But I, get I watched it now. Trump before we came on air today. I watched Trump speak on, on Channel 9. And it was, I thought, typical Trump. He might have lost it a tiny bit more. But we had, you know, if I had to take a shot after the number of times he said tremendous and phenomenal, I'd be in hospital right now because this guy was just going on and on about he's going to be 
you know, taking it to court and, you know, the, the big, uh, the, the Democrats, you know, have got big tech and big, you know, donations from people. That's exactly what he had in 2016, you know, to, to win. So I, it just didn't make any sense to me. None of what he's saying doesn't make any sense. No. Have any legs or what, what do you think is going to happen with that, Marcus? Um, well, in regards to the court proceedings, I, I don't think he has any legs um, in particular within um, taking it to court within Michigan and Wisconsin. I can never say that correctly. Um, but I think he does have a potential case in Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you why. It's because uh, you, you know how you've done your council elections right now. So yep. if you're in the city of Brimbank, um, you had to put in your um, ballot papers in the mail by the 23rd of October at 6pm. So in the red boxes, 23rd of October, 6pm. After right. that, they're not counted, right? Yep. It's the exact same thing in Pennsylvania. You had to drop it in your mailbox by a certain time on election day. Trump is saying that considering that they're going to be taken by the postman and then delivered to the electoral centres and all of that sort of thing, they're classified as illegal votes because you could have put it into the post box on election day, but the postman might not necessarily come past to collect the mail for three days. So right. he's classifying that as an illegal vote. Now, how that constitutionally validates itself um, will be a matter for the courts, of course. Um, but I, I think he may potentially have a case there. It'll be very hard to argue. He has to argue it on a state level before it goes to the supreme level mm. at any sort of case. But okay. I think it will be re really, really, really difficult um, for a, a court to somewhat determine the election. But so if, if he wins... Him Sorry, if he wins in Pennsylvania, then if he wins that court case, will that give him enough electoral votes to go to actually claim the presidency? And that means it'll be dragging on forever for us? I don't, I don't think the courts will say, uh, Trump, you've won. I think what the courts will potentially say is let's do a recount or something like that. Um, mm. But I don't think they'll say um, let's do the votes again. You can't, okay. you know, in America, election day is election day, first Tuesday, November final yeah yeah do you know listening to them both speak you know and watch I, I listened to Biden I thought he sounded presidential he was really and he's picked up on the fact that uh Trump is so divisive and he's tried to bring everybody together I'm going to govern as a president you know for all red there's no red and blue it's just the United States of America whereas Trump is still so divisive in terms of the us and them and they've won. Mm. So, but what's really interesting is that half of America, it's a pretty even split right now, which means that half of America. Yeah. Half of America are voting completely different. And how's that going to play out once this is all finished? Yeah. It's an interesting question considering that half of America have voted for Trump. And I think it goes to the fact that there is an economic side to this and we yes. have to consider the pandemic and people look to Trump and say, well, you're a businessman. You, you ha you've made billions of dollars somewhere or another. Um, mm. Our economy is in absolute debt. Um, he, has, he has helped the economy. Um, many commentators argue that he actually has improved employment, the, the employment rate within America and so forth mm -hmm. of that nature. And you've seen many of these Rust Belt states 
such as Texas and Florida, which just cuffed, o cuffed over to um, Trump as the winner in those states, um, really, um, you know, feeling the heat of this pandemic. Um, and it's for that reason that I think that Americans have been drawn back to Trump because they're thinking about the economy. They're not necessarily thinking about their health solely. It's, it's actually heartbreaking to think that it's 2020 and that so much division can actually occur within one country. Uh, putting all aside all of that stuff, for me, I look at it and I go, I think this is just completely heartbreaking because people are yeah. fighting with each other. Friends are fighting with each other um, with their different political views. Yeah, it's, um, it's absolutely terrible what's going on. Um, many people will say, well, it's 2020. Anything can happen in 2020. But when you see Tiffany and Co and Gucci um, in Times Square or mm -hmm. in Washington um, barricading themselves and you've got a um, three-kilometre um, fence around the White House and everything, you wouldn't have seen that back when Obama... Bush or Clinton coming from, you know, different times and different mm. political parties, you wouldn't have seen that. America has changed and has changed completely. And it's probably its changes for the good. Um, maybe we need to start discussing certain things like Black Lives Matter and all of that. Maybe that's been the underlying issues and maybe they need to come to the forefront of people's minds at the moment. Mm. Totally, totally correct. Oh, so it will be gem. very interesting in the next yeah. few days to see what happens over there, and to see we just want because we've got lots of um, you know friends who've been over there many times working. It's been a good country to us, Sasha, and so we just hope that our friends are safe, and that you know common sense prevails, and that we do have someone who can actually st you know stabilize the country and bring it back um to what it should be and to take care of the of, of the beautiful people that are over there and it's just a comedy isn't it like we look at this year and think there's been a pandemic and we've got two of the just the you just wouldn't you can't can you you couldn't have you written this as a script to have the, the like an episode of bold and the beautiful literally <laughs> and then you're just like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not real. It's not real. Marcus, you you're a so champion. Much, Marcus. Thank you so you're much for having me. We'll have you back on the show uh, to give us your roundup of what, you know, what actually happened, who's in power, and then what that means for the states really soon. But thank you, our political correspondent, Marcus Napolitano. Um, thank you for being on the show, and we'll see you after thank the break. You. We'll bank Live on Live FM. This is a Sunday session for real show. We are so happy that you've uh, decided to listen to Bring Bank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. We've had a very like different show today, Sasha, haven't we? We've had yeah. the voice of Melbourne. We've broken down the Biden-Trump thing, you know. We're getting we're into it today. Real, now, this is the for real section where we get down yes. a little bit more serious and we talk yes, about yes. what's really going on in the community because there's lots of stuff going on. And, you know, COVID really has affected lots of communities, some more than others. And so we have an expert on the mm -hmm. line here. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the which is the Centre of Multicultural for Youth. Mm -hmm. this, is our, this is our, like, jam. We've got exactly Martha. Exactly where we live, right in that little socks, little pocket right, right there. Now, now she did actually give us a pronunciation of her name. I've got, I I I've got it. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Martha Metuisella. That's it. Ooh, hey, we're to the show, Martha. <laughs> you are just gorgeous, Martha. You have like yes. this radiating warmth off you. Yes. Oh, I see my ring light. Maybe my lashes. No. Oh, oh my God. Did you kill on lashes? Oh. 
<laughs> I'll tell you, I could talk about lashes, but that's not why we are here, okay? So, Martha, you're, you've been born and raised in the Melbourne's West and you're from Tonga and you are part of the uh, Centre of Multicultural for Youth and it's the Lamana uh, Project. Now, we're not talking banana Lamana or Mamana banana and all of that sort of stuff. So can you, can you explain that to us? What is that in a bit of a nutshell? Yeah, so Lamana means to empower. So to empower oh. our young people. So yes. within my job, I work with um, Pacifica Maori, uh, young people between the ages of 12 to 25. So for anyone that doesn't know what Pacifica is, it's the islands of um, the South Pacific. So mm-hmm. from New Zealand to Samoa to Fiji to Tonga, Cook Islands and so on. Oh, that's incredible. oh wow. I, I didn't actually know all that. Did you know that, Sonia? All of those, that little cluster? I didn't know that we had a name for Pacifica, the islands. I didn't know that. But I'm not very good at geography. But you know what I do love? I love all of those people that come from those places because I've never met such incredible um, – they're just so warm and mm. so talented and so family-oriented and they just put their arms around you and they bring you into their circle and there's just so much love going on in there. Is that is that how your life is, your job is every day, Martha? Like how cool. I get a lot of hugs and a lot of, you know, I deal with a lot of um, young boys who look like they're 20, but really they're 16. So yeah. big boys. Yeah. I, I get a lot. It's kind of, it's so rewarding to be able to work and support my own community. So, yeah. And it's really interesting that you said lots and lots of hugs because I mean, you know, where there are, there are certain cultures that um, physical affection is a really, really big thing, okay? I mean, I'm Italian and, you know, you kiss when you walk in the door, you kiss when you walk out the door and even if you just go into the garage or to the fridge outside to get a drink, <laughs> you still give them a kiss and all of that sort of stuff, right? So you I kiss know. when the pasta comes. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me the parmesan, here's a kiss. You know, um, so I, I kind of, I, I know that this has been, it, it's kind of like for me when I've seen somebody, I, I almost don't know how to greet them. I, I'm a little bit lost. And I would assume in within your own culture, how are you dealing with that? Because, mm-hmm. you know, can we social distance? Can we give the hug? Or do you do a sneaky hug and not tell anyone? Yeah, sometimes you have to do a sneaky hug and not tell anyone. Yeah. Or wave and then go around the corner and be like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're creating a cluster there, Martha. That's all I can say. <laughs> and I, I completely, because I just don't think as a society and a certain a specific in certain cultures that we just can't live without it and i think if we've got to zero cases for five days and we're doing a little bit of sneaky hugging i think that we're, for a state i think that we're doing all right we should get a little bit of a medal now what does it mean that you actually do what do you physically do for a job i'm a youth worker so we basically run programs within schools we do one-on-one mentoring uh, we also do secondary consultations for service providers so case managers uh, don't have the capacity to to provide extra support for that young person, and they come obviously come from Pacifica Maori backgrounds. We definitely jump in there um, and just give them that that extra extra support type of thing. So we do a lot. We run festivals as well, so we build a lot of partnerships. Uh, normally, the NRL Harmony Festival that happens once a year, we partner up and um, just yeah, we do um, basically a lot of festivals and a lot of community events. Yeah. So tell us, what are the young people experiencing right now? So right now, mental health is a is a big, um, big, big subject within, especially within our community, our young people, mm-hmm. um, and just 
they're just finding it really difficult um, being isolated, being at home, having to deal with the responsibilities at home, dealing with homework, and as well as just the online schooling. So um, it's been really hard on them. Um, and generally in our in our family homes, we don't just live with our with our siblings. We've got our cousins, we've got our uncle. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of um, not common to have, you know, five people. It's five and up. Five people in the house is minimum. So um, also finding that private space. So young people are finding it really hard just to try and um, just to try and get that well-being within their mental health space. Yeah. Because it's absolutely right. Like when, you know, when schools, you know, and that, and we just, we've never even known how to be able to do this, but when schools say you need to be online in the class and it needs to be quiet and you need to say something, if you've got five other people within your household, I know for me, we've only got four people in our household and it's really hard to get that quiet space. So for them, it must be so frustrating and really difficult to even concentrate. Mm-hmm. So we're having to find um, creative ways to kind of engage with them, especially if we're having uh, conversations that they don't want to have around their siblings or their parents. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do this journal, which traveled to every young person and they would write whatever, um, what was going on in their mind. So kind of like a anonymous dear diary um, type of journal, which went around yeah, Victoria. So, so far I've done three books um yeah three journals the fourth one is out so we just use uber collect um and it just went from one house to the other house to the other house so it was kind of yeah. inspired by um was it freedom Tr- writers or something like yeah freedom it, writers i love that movie where they she gets them to write the something oh, wait, the minute you said that i thought is that from freedom writers where they just have to write something every day just to get them yeah. to write it's just because we didn't, I had to find a creative way on how to keep them going and write down some sort of goals and stuff. Um, I was like, I'm just going to send over some um, either equipment or just some journals and then just either record a mixtape or something. So um, we have, yeah, we have a West Side mixtape coming out. So so young people putting out all their versions out there. So, yeah. That's incredible. And what, what were you finding was the common theme that in throughout the journals? Was there some common yeah, kinds of threads? I read around a few of them. It was just still, it's just basically they're trying to heal. They just feel isolated. The, the, there was no worth in them doing anything. Um, yeah, just trying to find extra hobbies. Um, either one of them had witnessed uh, their friend you know, committing suicide, so the ripple effect of those young people. So, um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty heavy stuff to read. Um, I think that's. But this is what they look like. Oh, <laughs> and it looks awesome. like the Freedom Riders book. Thank you much. <laughs> I know that movie, Inside Out, Back to Front. So, and I, and the other thing I also know is that sometimes, often um, speaking about mental health and actually talking about that is is something that is taboo within. Um, different cultures how do you think within you know um, the Pacifica cultures you know are they talking about mental health you know is it something that you can go to someone and say I'm not I'm not dealing with this is you know is that um, is that not so much allowed but is it um, almost frowned upon if you're not hey step it up buddy You, you should be coping with this tell us about that yeah it is it's really taboo so um it's kind of looked down upon because uh, a lot of the Pacifica community are very religious, 
they feel like it's it's either like the devil or some sort of curse. So very spiritual people. So it could be karma, could be your family's cursed with something. You probably did something previously to do, you know, for young for your child to you know gain that mental health or having some sort of issues. Um, we're just trying to create that awareness. A lot of communication is happening with me and the parents, just letting them know it's it's nothing bad. It's something that we need to be aware of um, and just kind of educating. So a lot of my work does is educating a lot of the community and as well as the parents of the young people um, and trying to keep them accountable of what's happening um, in terms of mental health. Yeah. Oh, so what can we do as, as adults in the community? What can we do? Not necessarily from that particular culture, but what can we all do? Yeah, I would say just spread the the, um, the awareness that, you know, mental health is real. Um, it's okay to feel not okay. You know, we need to um, normalise it in a way um, and, and just spread those messages. And, um, and I think once we start spreading that awareness and making it, um, yeah, and just spreading it, spreading that awareness, it will definitely get towards the community. Um, like I said, it's something really taboo. Um, at this point of time. So what I've just been doing is doing that journal work, um, releasing some sort of mixtape. When restrictions start to ease, we're going to turn it into into some sort of music or um, do something with it. So, um, yeah, I've got pretty much three golden books with awesome lyrics, music, raps. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know what and that's the thing that we need yeah we, we would be absolutely honored to play some of the music that comes from your project on on the station here so please make sure that that happens how do people get in contact um and how do we find out more about what you're doing martha um if they just jump on to cmy on the website and type in limana they'll be able to uh reach out from there, um, a lot of young people know that I'm involved with Lab, which is called a living, which is living and breathing, um, which is a music program. So they can jump on on Lab Fams on Instagram, um, and they will catch us on Discord every Tuesday night. Incredible. You know what, Sasha and I have for years have worked with um, lots of young people from the Pacific community. We, we say that we raised them, you know, we used to run drop-in programs out in the West and, and you know, I've, we've never met a group of young people with more respect and, you know, with, with such talent, like that we would just give them a guitar and they would start playing or they'd start dancing or they'd start rapping or, you know, we just gave, if you give them an opportunity and you give them the space and the time, um, they are such incredible young people with so much to give. So let's get behind this if you can, everybody. And thank you so much for your time today, Martha. That's really incredible. We'll definitely play your music on our show. We can't wait to do that. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Martha. Thank you. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, my goodness, Sash. Great show. Again, lots and lots to talk about. Lots we of always fun. learn lots of different things. Don't, don't we? We're so very, lucky. We're we so are. lucky to do this. We Thanks, really, Ralph. Really Thanks, Thanks, Ralph, Ralph, the station owner, for bringing us on. You're a champion. Yeah. We've got another great big show next week. We'll tell you about that on our social oh, media. NAIDOC week. week next week. NAIDOC, we've got a massive yeah. show. Like, we have guests just coming out from everywhere. Coming out of our guests. Excited. Yeah, we, we do. We are so excited. And do you know who else we've got on as a guest? Santa. That's all I'm just saying. Santa's coming on. We've got the real life Santa from the North Pole coming on Santa. to our radio show. He's going to talk to us all about social distancing when you get oh. your Santa photos. Oh. Can't wait. Oh. But that NAIDOC Week is really, really, and we love NAIDOC Week and that's a, a really important thing to us. So we've we, got, we want to look to the superstars. future. We want to look to the future of what, um, you know, within our nation's first people. So we're really excited about that. 
Can't wait. All right. You guys all have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Sonia love Sasha you, for Sonia. Real Show. I love you. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Bring my glove on Live FM, Sonia and Sasha for Real. Thank you. Sonia and Sasha for Real.